My name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, difficult, and fun conversations surrounding everyday life and relationships while navigating the waters of faith. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, Yemi, we are still in the season of the Power of Parables, where we take a closer look at the parables of Jesus Christ, and we put our current spin on it. Jesus had the wisdom to simplify these profound spiritual truths with humanity in the form of these relatable stories that are a lot easier for us to understand. So the parable of the master and servant is a parable told by Jesus in the New Testament, and it is found in the book of Luke chapter 17, verses one to 10. This parable teaches that when somebody has done what God expects, he or she is only doing his or her duty. I'll be reading from the NIV version but feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins. Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them, even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did when you have done everything you were told to? Should say, we are unworthy servant. We have only done our duty. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, this parable is really interesting because I think what it focuses on is saying that everyone has a place and everyone has a responsibility. Mm -hmm. And in this, you have to honor what your role is. So when he even gives the example that, you know, where he says even come along now and sit down to eat, won't he rather say prepare my supper and then get yourself ready and wait on me? It's like saying that my role is to, to do, my role is to be here and to invite you in. So it's almost like saying that you, everyone has to honor their role. Everyone has to honor their place. No one should overstep the other's boundaries because that is what we are. And that is how we continue to, to walk along the path of what God is asking us to do. So what is your take on this? I mean, I agree. I, I agree that um, Jesus is trying to say, listen, this is your duty. It's your duty to, you know, serve. It's your duty to serve God, right? Mm -hmm. Like God is not going to say, come, you know, like there's work to do on, on the farm, but mm -hmm. come, come eat, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to be mm -hmm. like, do the work and then you can mm -hmm. eat, right? Because mm -hmm. your job is to do something. It's like having a job, right? You're not going to relax while you're still on the clock, like work. And then when you're off the clock, then you can relax. You have responsibility. And I think he's explaining this because He's trying to say, like, you don't get a biscuit for being good, right? <laughs> like, right, right, right. Like, yes, we've talked about the rewards. We've talked about what your 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 that what you can possess, the eternal life. But 
guess what? All of this stuff you're still supposed to do. You're still supposed to be served, right. serve God. So yes, I'm happy that you serve God, but that's what you're supposed to do. And he uses this parable right after the apostles ask him to increase their faith. And it's interesting because when he tells them to forgive their mm -hmm. brothers and sisters, they mm -hmm. say, increase my faith. Right. As if they're like, I don't have that much forgiveness right. in me, help me. <laughs> and he's like, well, if you have a little bit, it can grow. It can grow right. But let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. It is your duty to be obedient. It's your duty yes. to follow these commandments, which mm -hmm. means forgive right right like no one is gonna say oh my god you're so great for right. forgiving your brother and sister you're supposed, supposed to, to forgive to it's only in you. this world that we're like that could never be me yes yes you know uh, well you forgave and you know i wouldn't forgive or right. like that's hard to forgive or whatever right. we can be honest but we're supposed to forgive yeah. and you know what i don't like on the converse side mm -hmm. i don't like when people say aren't you a christian aren't you supposed to forgive as that. if like you know sinning against me you know, leads to me always forgiving. So you Correct. can keep on doing it a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to forgive, but I'm still human. <laughs> yeah, and you are not supposed to be doing things intentionally and then still asking for forgiveness after also. Correct. Correct. You still right. have to be, um, you still have to be, like if you make a mistake, that's different. Or if you've done something, your heart is what dictates that real forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. So I look at it like, I take something even as simple as, when, especially, you know, in, in, in African family households, right? When you're, you get a, a B or A, let's just say, right? They, your parents are always expecting you and you're like, oh, mom, but I got an A. It's like, you're supposed to get an A. What's right. the problem? It's almost <laughs> like, you. so you want me to commend you for doing well? You're supposed to do well. Your only job is being a student and a child, right? Yeah. All you have to do is you eat, you sleep, you do your work. You do little chores around the house. You have no real responsibilities. So don't come here asking for more because you've already done what you're supposed to do. So I kind of look at it like in that place, like we are looking to be commended for things that we're already supposed to do. And I think what's interesting is that he, he actually mentions that if they sin 70 something times, right? And come back and ask for repentance, like you're supposed to say, I forgive you no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Because I think it's the idea that it's not your role to keep that burden or to keep that, you know, like to almost keep, to, to not allow them to, I guess, repent. I think it's not your role. It's the role is that as long as your heart is open and as long as you have faith, then you're supposed to forgive. Yeah. And um, I also like the fact that he mentioned the whole mustard seed and then being able to ask the tree to uproot itself because it will obey because the mustard seed is something that can germinate into something so grand. So as long as your faith is, is that small, it has the potential to grow so much bigger. Right. You just need to be able to plant it and nurture it. And I think that's where I, that's what I get from this particular parable. Yeah, I agree. And it, you know, it follows after, you know, how, how do we have faith? Because I don't know if I can forgive 77 mm. times. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you just need a little bit of faith and it can grow. And I, I, you know, like, it seems like it's a lot of different things that Jesus is hitting in this passage, but he's, he's culminating to the fact that, listen, the, 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 the commandments, the rules, the laws that I give you, these are things that you're supposed to do. Right. And if you do them, great. No one is going to reward you, like you said, because God is an African parent. <laughs> so no one's going to give you a reward mm -hmm. for doing well in school. I mean, yes, some people do, but you know what you're supposed to do well, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have, these are your responsibilities. I want you to flourish. I want you to do well. And I give you these, you know, 
part of going to school and doing your homework and doing well is the things that I provide for you, you're supposed to do that in return. Right. Right, and right. so, you know, his disciples who are like, well, I can't forgive, you know, and he's like, it's a command, <laughs> you know, right, right. it's a command. And if you have a little bit of faith, guess what? You can grow into being a forgiving person. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I love that. I love that you should really focus on the fact that all these things that God is, Jesus is telling us mm -hmm. is part of our duty. Right. Forgiveness is part of our duty. Right. Helping right. people is part of our duty, right. right? Like, and we don't need to, you know, point out all the times that we help someone. We don't need to say, well, I did this for you, you know, yeah. and it, that's, that's not, that's not the point. Yes. You're supposed to, You're right? You're supposed to fight. You're supposed right. to love your child. You're supposed to take care of your yes. child. You're supposed to honor your parents. You're supposed to be You're a good father. To, you're supposed to be a good father. You're supposed <laughs> to be, be a good, good friend. Right. You know, like right. all these things, it's like, you don't get, you, mm -hmm. you don't get special rewards for right. that because you're supposed right. to what do you it. Say, you want biscuit? Like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> you want a biscuit though? You, you, want a, you want a biscuit for showing up after right. school to pick me up? Right. Like, you're my father? <laughs> like, right. No, right. you don't. And that's the thing. Like, I think in our right. in our society, we, re, we reward everyday activities as if they're an exception when it should be the rule. Right. Because our culture treats good deeds as an exception. Correct. Like these are exceptionalist right. qualities, right? right? Being kind is exceptional. Right. And I'm like, it's not exceptional. No. It's the way that we're supposed to it's be, right? It's a right. fruit of the spirit, right? Absolutely. The that Holy Spirit point. dwells in you and it becomes part of you, your second nature. Right. You're just kind. It, it shouldn't be like, oh my God, that person is so kind, right? right? right. But we can't help it because this world is polluted with evil and unkindness. Right. And it's a product of the devil to make us think that the culture is this way and being obedient to God is the exception. exception. Like right, anything right. you do that's good, that's exceptionalism. Right. No. Because then you don't have to try so hard to do that because right. that's exceptional. You know, those people yes. are doing it. But you know what? The status quo is this. Is this, right? And it's and easier, it's right? It's easier right. to fall into the trap of being angry. It's mm -hmm. easier to, you know, say that you don't forgive someone for hurting you. But if someone is truly repentant, you should forgive. Absolutely. I mean, I... I'm, I don't think, I, I think I'm slow to forgiveness, mm -hmm. but only if the person is not repentant. And, you know, people in my family will tell you that I can harp on things over and over and over and again. And it's because I want the person to repent. I want the person to acknowledge that they did something wrong and truly feel bad about it and not do it again. Because if they, if you, if I let it slide, it's almost like, it's okay to, 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 you know, to have this culture of being rude right. or mean or nasty right. to one another right. or saying or doing whatever you want or lying. Like that's not the rule. Right. The rule is to be God, God-like, right. Christian, walking like Christ-like, not God-like, right. sorry. Right. To be Christ-like, right. to right. follow the lead of Jesus right. Christ. Right. It's, it's funny that you said, and I agree, follow the lead of Jesus Christ, because as children of God, it says that we should not obtain a superiority, superiority complex, right? Thinking that we are above others because we are God's children. So on that contrary, you know, a lack of humility would indicate that we are not children of God. So we must mm. be humbled by it, right? Mm. And also what I find, what I like is that, you know, making... Being kind is like an exception to the rule. Like that should not be the case, right? The status quo is that, oh, you're supposed to be, you know, cranky. You're supposed to do it if you feel like it. And that's not what it should be. We should always be kind to one another. And I always liked that statement. Um, I remember my former principal used to always say that in his daily announcement, always be kind to one another because 
with kindness, you, you're right. It is the fruit of the spirit. But think about it. When you're kind, right, you will not betray someone. When you're kind, you will be generous. Mm. When you're kind, you will always think of the other person. When you are kind, you will not be disloyal. When you are kind, I mean, think about so many things come from kindness. Yeah. So if someone is just kind, right, they don't even have to love you. If they're just kind, inadvertently, they will treat you better. Mm -hmm. They will always be uh, um, good to others. So if literally we take on that model, if the world, if people, if humanity can take that on as their persona, we will have so much, it will be a, a much smoother and a more peaceful world if we were just kind. Agreed. Agreed. You know, so I think that fruit is where that mustard seed should grow. That is the mustard seed is kindness. You know, it, it, that to me, I think that's key. I love that word. I love that model. I love that, that action of kindness. Mm -hmm. You know, I can even express me being kind. <laughs> so there was a situation where yesterday um, a woman actually knocked on my window after coming from the bank and I'm looking at her and I'm like, uh, you know, no, thanks. I'm good. I don't need anything. And she's like, por favor, please, por favor. So I'm like, okay, so I wind up my window, like, you know, roll it down a little bit, maybe like three inches so she can say what she has to say. So she's like speaking a little English, a lot more Spanish. And she's like, please, please, por favor, uh, uh, take me home. No money. And I'm like, okay. And she's trying to give me her address in Spanish. And I'm trying to go back and think of my first language and the reason why, although I'm African. When my parents first came to this country, it was a Puerto Rican babysitter who offered to babysit me. So I learned no English. I only spoke Spanish my first two years. And my mom stopped stopped me from going there because she didn't understand anything I was asking for. And she was very like hurt by that. Because she's like, she's new to this country and she has a kid that she doesn't understand. But needless to say, I tried to do my muscle memory and go back and try to say if I can pick up some of this thing that this lady's saying. So she's asking me to drop her at her house. She's left her cell phone. She left her, um, her, her phone and her keys, and she'll give me $20 to take her home. So I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, this, I'm going to be sex trafficked. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's happening. I'm doing this. And I kept saying, God, if something happens to me, you know that I did it in an act of kindness because I want to believe in humanity. I want to believe that this woman is not conning me and there's some group of guys following me in some white van <laughs> with the windows tinted and they're going to do something to me. Oddly specific. Hey, oddly, yeah, <laughs> because that's what we see on TV and we read in the books, right? So I'm taking her home. She is only like 10 minutes away from where she is. And I'm looking in my rear, my rear view mirror to see if somebody's following me. She's clutching her purse. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's getting ready to do something. She's going to pull something out. Anyway, we get closer to the house and she says, she gives me a 50 and she says, do you have change? Um, do you have $30? So my first thing is I like, know your 50 is counterfeit, but I don't say this to her. I'm like, no, I don't have $30. She's okay. Drop me supermarket, supermarket. So I'm like, fine. So I drop her at the supermarket. I roll up my windows. I lock my door. I'm on my phone and she comes back and gives me the $20. And I'm like, oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. The Spanish came back. The Spanish huh? came back. You know, my first language came back, but it was just so interesting because I'm like, wow, that was crazy. It was kind, but it was crazy. And it's like, that should be normal that yeah. I should have done that. But it's like, it's not the norm. You do yeah. something like that, and what happens to you? You know, God forbid something would have happened to me. She was probably scared too that I could have been doing something to her. I yeah. don't know, but we weren't really communicating like that. So basically, I'm just saying that as much as that was a kind thing to do, it wasn't really a smart thing to do 
but I'm glad it worked out. I still got my $20. She still got home safely. And it turned out to be a happy ending. And I didn't have a counterfeit bill <laughs> that I assumed. So kindness is key. And I think that's our mustard seed of the day that we must take and continue to germinate in our faith. Amen. Amen. I, amen, I, amen. I, I thank you for sharing that because <laughs> mm -hmm. I think sometimes we, we do get caught up on all the bad things that could happen. And, and it's not for us not to be safe or right. cautious or right. careful. But, you know, being kind is so counterculture that even if you yourself are kind, you don't believe other people are right. kind. Right. And right. that's the world that we live in. We live in a world where we're afraid of one another. Right. But we should show acts of kindness all the time right. and try to make that the norm, Absolutely. right? Like being Christian is counterculture, right. especially Christians that really, really embody the fruits of the spirit. Right. Because lots of people go around saying they're Christians, but they're the, they're, they don't honor the fruits. Yeah, their characteristics say, say otherwise, right. right? Like we've talked about this several times. I'm going to um, read the fruits of the spirit, our, our charity or love, mm -hmm. joy, peace patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, mildness or gentleness, faith, modesty, <laughs> self-control, mm -hmm. and uh, I guess modesty is the same as chastity. I don't really okay. know if this is the real ones or this is a, a Christian group that's just telling me. <laughs> we want right. the fruits of the spirits that are from Ephesians. Right. Um. Or, or, or Galatians 5, 22 to 23, be the fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, mm -hmm. self-control. So these are the fruits of the spirits that we should be embodying. And that's mm -hmm. how you can tell if someone, that's, it should be a marker of someone being a true Christian, right. a true, truly in their walk um, with God, right. or with Christ. Right. But we live in a world where these you know, these fruits, fruits of the spirit, these characteristics are counterculture. Correct. We we may embody them, but we don't even believe other people embody them. Like we're always on the defensive. And I'm not saying there isn't danger in the world and that we shouldn't be cautious, but you know, it took persuading, right? right? For this right. woman to, to right. for this woman to to for you to let this woman into your car Absolutely. because we gotta be we gotta be afraid. We gotta be on alert. Right. You know, looking right. through your rear view mirror and all these things because we don't inherently believe in one another. Right. And right. that's such a problem. And I think that's why Jesus is telling us, like, this is what it is. This is your do your duty is to be obedient to God, right? right. Like the whole thing about the the master the servant not eating before the master is just a way for you to understand the scenario. But the take home is not for you to stand by while your boss is eating. The take home is what is your role? What is your responsibility? And are you already adhering to it? Right. So let all of us say our responsibility is to embody the fruits of the spirit, mm -hmm. to, uh, to push it out there into the world, yes. right. to, to encourage other people to right. embody it. Right. And have faith in other Absolutely. people. Absolutely, have faith. Absolutely, we need to bring that back. Have faith in, out. Have faith in God. Have faith in other people. Because if we can start, if we already trust God, then we can start to trust God's people. Yeah. And I think that is like something to really, really ponder on. Yeah. Yes. And don't worry, God got you, right? He got us. He always got us. I was like, God, you got me, because I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm doing this good deed. Like, I better see those pearly <laughs> gates if this goes left. <laughs> just saying, just saying, though. Just saying, GT. <laughs> yes. Well, this but... is a really, really great yes. um, 
um, parable. I, I it, it made us think a lot about like, you know, our role and mm -hmm. like what we want to do and yes. how we want to project ourselves or portray ourselves as Christians, mm -hmm. not just to show people like, you know, we don't want to just showboat and have the superiority com but complex, it, right? Well. right? But we want to actually be, we really want to embody yeah. it embody it and, and you know we don't want to be boastful about it but we want to share our testimony so it's to encourage you because philia's testimony is an encouragement for us to you know go out of our way to help someone right amen thank you philia love it thank you stay tuned for announcements and prayer thank you for tuning into our podcast today on the parable of the master and servant we hope you enjoy the discussion, but before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast on the parable of the persistent widow and unjust judge. This is found in the book of Luke chapter 18 verses one through eight. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, August 10th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. We also believe our prayers are strengthened in numbers, so we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, King of kings, host of hosts, merciful and gracious, forgiving and loving God, we humbly come before you with our prayers so that you may hear us in our time of need and accept our offering of praise and worship to you. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your majesty. We thank you for your blessings and we thank you for your wisdom. According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. So we welcome you, Father God. We welcome you in our presence and we thank you for your presence, not just today, not just right now, but consistently in our lives. Father God, your word teaches us obedience. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Father God, we may struggle to keep your commandments, but your word directs us to be obedient to you. If there's anything we can learn from the parable of the master and the servant is that obedience is key. That that is what is expected of us. You have already set out the path before us that we may choose life and death. So we choose life, but to achieve it, we must be obedient. We know the rewards, but there's something in us that prevents us from constantly being obedient to your word, to your will, and to your way. So we ask you, Father God, to intervene into our lives, to make all the crooked paths straight, to give us vision 
for your will in your way so that we may adopt it into our lives. James 1.22 says, be doers of the word and not just hearers. Father God, let us hear your word, internalize it and act on it. Give us the strength and the willpower and the mindset and the attitude to be about our father's word and our father's business. Isaiah 119 says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Who here among us doesn't want to eat of the good of the land? Father, this is our reward for being obedient to you. But obedience is a requirement. And when we are obedient, we would get the blessings that our father has already promised to us. We are also commanded to forgive and be obedient to your will and your way about forgiveness. Mark eleven twenty five 25 says, whenever you stand praying, forgive. For if you have anything against anyone, so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you in your trespasses. Father, you are a forgiving and loving God and you have forgiven so many of our trespasses. Help us to have an open heart and an open mind to be willing to forgive those who trespass against us, that we may not sit and harbor onto resentment, hatred, anger that comes with unforgiveness, that we may not drink the poison of unforgiveness that prevents us to walking in the true glory you have for us. Matthew 6.15 says, If you do not forgive others of their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Father, we ask for forgiveness right now for our unrepentant, unrelenting heart of unforgiveness. If any of us are struggling with forgiving any person, let the Holy Spirit minister to us right now so that we may experience an open and renewed heart and mind. So we may know that forgiveness is not just about that person, but about us and our relationship with God and the kingdom principles that we want to adhere to. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God Christ has forgiven you. Father, it is a command that we are forgiven, tenderhearted, and kind to one another. Help us. If we are struggling in any of these areas, Luke 6, 35 says, but love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful for he is kind to ungrateful and evil. Father God, We know that you are kind to everyone. Father, help us to be kind to everyone. Even those who upset us, even those who annoy us, even those who hurt us. Let us still approach with a spirit of kindness. Father, it is hard. And so we ask you for forgiveness right now, not just for our past transgressions, for our future transgressions, because you know we are a work in progress. 
but the kindness and loveness and loving that you have shown to us, we will strive to show it to one another and show it to those who we feel are the most undeserving because that is the true challenge of obedience to your word, specifically this word. And Father God, if any of us are lacking in anywhere, let us look to your word and try to embody the true fruits of the spirit. For Father God, you want us to be endowed with these fruits. You have given us the blessing of these fruits, but some of us stifle the fruit. Some of us block the manifestation of these fruits. Because we hold on to an unfor unforgiveness. We have an unforgiving heart. We have anger. We lack kindness. We lack giving. Things that you have asked us to do. Things that, we sh that should come naturally to us. Things that we should do because you do it for us every day. But let us be mindful of these fruits of the spirits from Galatians 5.22. Love, joy, peace patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. So that your fruits, your seed may bear in us, may germinate in us and bear these fruits. We ask you for this. We ask you for the eternal. We ask you for the renewal. We ask you to melt ice because we know there is nothing that is impossible for you. And even if we have little faith, oh Father God, you will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask for. So we say, thank you, Father. We say, thank you. We say, thank you. Father, according to 18, Matthew 18, 19, if at least two of us agree on anything we ask for, it will be done by our Father in heaven. So we come into agreement together and we say, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you all for listening to our podcast today. We love you. Have a blessed week. And we'll catch you on the next. Bye.